At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, Aaron Donald gets an apology. Plus, the Rams continue shuffling their roster. And later, NFL rule changes. We got them. We'll talk about them next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon. But you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Banks. I'm laying down the law for you guys tonight. A lot of cool stuff to get into. We got rule changes, and one of these, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call it the Rams rule, because the Rams do rule. And this was uh, a suggestion that they offered based on their game against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, a game that the Rams did win, by the way, over the Super Bowl eventual Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I actually have a Super Bowl champion shirt for my sister, who is a Bucks fan. I'll see her tomorrow, actually, <laughs> the day that this releases, and I will give it to her then. Either way, the Rams won that game, and then uh, Aaron Donald gets an apology, and uh, we have some interesting roster news that at first, the, the the news first came out, and I was like, meh, worthless, doesn't mean a lot. Then the more I thought about it, it was like, wait a second, does this actually matter? What? All right, so... Uh, let's first let's 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 open with Aaron Donald. We we opened with Aaron Donald last week, so let's go ahead and do it again. And uh, Aaron Donald, I love talking about Aaron Donald. I'll try to do it as often as I possibly can. But the thing with Aaron Donald last week, uh, and you guys might have caught this, that I was I was very non-committal on on how to feel about it because when when the 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 reports were first coming out, it, it sounded a little weird to me and a little bit backwards. It, it just it, the, the fact that we were getting multiple versions of the same story, that's what was tripping me up. It was, you know, the fact that uh, this guy just accidentally bumped into Aaron Donald and Donald just lost his mind. And then it's like, oh, he threw a bottle at Aaron Donald. He stole Aaron Donald's bottle and then it happened. Uh, he was just talking trash for hours and hours and hours and then Donald just lost his mind. Come to find out that what actually happened was this gentleman was being a bag of butts to Aaron Donald for most of the night and then... Uh, basically waited for him in an alley outside and then when Aaron Donald comes out swings a bottle at him hits him on the head not like I mean it's a glass bottle and Aaron Donald's made out of space metal or something I don't know but either way he was fine uh apparently there was a little bit of damage there but he was okay and then Aaron Donald's friends are the ones that apparently came in on this and 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 attacked guy and we're not going to say his name because it doesn't matter, <laughs> but uh, attacked guy. And then Aaron Donald's like pulling people off and you can see the video. I mean, and this is kind of what I was waiting for. And this is why I was noncommittal last week, because the fact that we were getting multiple versions of the same story, it that already threw me off. And that's why I said at the very end of my comments 
that I think this is all going to go away. I think it's all just going to blow over and everything is going to be fine. And that was the reason why. And then come to find out that that's exactly what happened is that everything is going to be fine. And that Aaron Donald now has received an apology from gentlemen and gentlemen's attorney uh, saying that it was just a case of mistaken identity. And honestly, guys, I mean, <laughs> that's a big deal. All right. This made huge news. All right. And so the fact also that, that it's Aaron Donald, who is probably I, the biggest name on the Rams roster. I mean, there there is competition there as far as, you know, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, but there, the, there's competition on the biggest name on, on the Rams roster. But I would I feel comfortable saying that it's Aaron Donald. But I mean, to to come out and just say, like, hey, yeah, it was definitely him, 100% him. Before we saw the video, I don't know. I don't think that Aaron Donald's going to come after, like, damages or anything like that, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of uh, the jumping, jumping the guy. I think just because Aaron Donald was there, the guy was, he knew Aaron Donald. We all know Aaron Donald, so I think it, I think that's what happened. But either way, mistaken identity, it's all good now. And that's the, that's the important part, is that it's over now, and we know that Aaron Donald did not just lose his mind on a guy. So uh, that's, and that's, I mentioned that last week as well, that it didn't, it didn't seem right to me that Aaron Donald would have just like been accidentally bumped into and just lose it on somebody. Like we've seen his YouTube channel. uh, We've seen, you know, him in press conferences like that. Anything that he's always done, he's been pretty mild mannered. All of his anger outbursts have been on the field, like getting ejected in week one against the 49ers. Uh, That had to be St. Louis, wasn't it? Uh, that was a while ago. Uh, that was one of the Monday night openers, the late game, and I, I remember that game. Uh, we lost twenty-eight nothing. I know, I remember that. And you know, and then there's a uh, you know him him like kind of Sith lording up Devonta Freeman, you know, with <laughs> like one arm, and Freeman looks like a toddler out there, which is one of my favorite things in football history. I'll be completely real with you guys. It was just like, okay, guy, come on, <laughs> that was great. But either way, Donald's good now, and like I said, all of his anger outbursts have been on the field, which is a very competitive area. And Aaron Donald is a very competitive gentleman, so of course that's where his his most like his 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 fire is going to burn the brightest. It's going to be on the football field, and so I, I don't know. It didn't make any sense to me that this like the story was all it was a mess last week trying to sift through and figure out where things were coming from was a little bit of a disaster for someone like myself trying to figure out okay who said this where did this story come from and then tracing them back to like nothing where it's like okay the first thing i'm seeing about him accidentally bumping is just like a tweet who is this guy though you know what i mean so either way it's all good now aaron donald is good to go that video proves his innocence, and there's no there's there's no other way around it. Here, Donald's fine, and we're not going to see a suspension. We're not going to see anything. It's gonna, he's a okay, and uh, yeah. So uh, before we move on here, I did want to just uh, add some program notes in. Uh, one thing, and this is actually I'm trying to get the word out on this one. So guys, help me. Uh, I don't know. I have what else? Uh, I'll I'll tweet and stuff like that. But we're gonna do a pick the pick. All right, this is gonna be a giveaway with Shaw's Customs, and what we're gonna be doing is 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 a giveaway for a pick the pick. Fifty seven is when the Rams pick first, so that's borderline impossible. But and also historically speaking, since McVay has arrived, no one has been close to what the Rams are drafting. Like no one. Uh, it, I'm trying to think of even who, like, what... I'm trying to think of mocks back then. <laughs> like, 2017 mocks. Either way, no one's even come close. And most of the time, under the Les Need and Sean McVay era, most draft picks... I mean, I, I see you guys out there. I see you Rams fans on the internet out there. 
You guys, like, everybody was like, who is this guy? Like, and that was, like, a pretty common thing. John Johnson, who? A safety? Did we? John John? No, what? From BC, what? And then he ends up being a superstar. You know what I mean? Cooper Cup, out of out of what? He played on a red field? No, he's one of our best receivers. You know what I mean? So, either way, uh, we're going to do a pick the pick. I trust whatever judgment they make. It's not. It, I'm not going to get mad if the guy that I wanted doesn't get picked by the Rams. You know what I mean? It's happened plenty of times. But also, I'll say that the Rams made the better pick. All right. So I wanted. Oh, I don't even remember his name anymore. Oh no. Uh, no, that's the wrong name. That was a different draft. I can't remember. Some offensive lineman ended up going to I, Alex Kappa. He he ended up going to the Bucks, and I wanted him so bad. But when we were on the board, Kappa was on the board. He was available. Rams go no boom. And at first I was like, man, and it was like, ah, well, I'm sure they know what they're talking about. Like, you know what I mean? So either way, but we pick the pick. If you guys can correctly guess who the Rams select with their first pick, it doesn't have to be 57. If the Rams move up, move down, it doesn't matter. If you can correctly guess who the Rams select with the their first pick of the draft this season, you win a giveaway. And what we're going to go ahead and do, uh, we'll do a decal. I'll do a towel as well. I don't know if I have any. Oh, uh, you can maybe see this one back here that's on my shelf under my helmet, my mini helmets. Um, but we'll do a Ram showcase. We'll do a couple Ram showcase towels. I'll throw those in for you guys. And then um, I'll get Josh to uh, send a decal to you. I haven't confirmed this with Josh. So if that's not the case, then I'll just buy you guys a decal. <laughs> and then uh, we'll do a pick the pick uh, for that. And then um, also we do know uh, this one. I'll just add this uh, this announcement in. We know that the NFL schedule is going to release on May 12th. And so what we're going to go ahead and do for that one as well is we'll also do a pick the pick the game kind of situation for that. Who will the Rams open with? I've already seen predictions come in. Those are not official predictions as far as this giveaway goes. But uh, if you guys can just get me the information, okay, just get it to me. If I like it, then that means I saw it. Okay. If I didn't like it, message me or something and be like, hey, this is my pick, by the way. And I'll, I'll we'll, we'll get it all, all sorted out. But pick the pick. The Rams' first draft pick, if you guys can correctly guess who the Rams select with their first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft that's coming up in the next week, uh, then then you guys will win uh, the, the quick little, it's like a Ram showcase prize pack, basically. And then also we'll do, when the schedule releases, we'll do a, a pick the game. If you guys can correctly predict who the Rams open their season with, then we'll go ahead and do a giveaway for that one as well. So, Godspeed. Best of luck to you guys, man. I hope somebody gets it because um, I need to get rid of these towels and I need more people to be, uh, you know, rocking Ram showcase gear out in the world. So why why not that be you? Why not that be you? OK, why? That's proper English for me right now. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's uh, we're going to bounce on this news. Uh, boom. All right. So Hulu. And the NFL have partnered up in what I think is going to be an amazing partnership. Hulu and the NFL together, I think that that's going to be really strong. So on Hulu Live, what they're introducing, uh, they're they're planning on having it fully rolled out by, I, I want to say they said September is what the, the release said. Uh, the terms of this deal were not included, so we don't know what Hulu is paying to the NFL for this, but it's going to work out for Hulu, I'll tell you that much, because Hulu is not only getting the NFL Network, they're also getting Red Zone, and for people to be able to get Hulu live and be able to watch, uh, what Scott Hanson? I always want to say Chris Hanson because I love TCAP, you know. <laughs> and some of you guys know what that is, but it's I, I don't know. I like that show. I think it's it's really funny. And these uh, we don't need to get into that. But either way, Scott Hanson being able to watch him call every touchdown 
every Sunday. It, that's going to be amazing. It's going to work out for Hulu. I'm going to go ahead and upgrade my Hulu once this like officially goes in. It's like that. I'm going to upgrade my Hulu because the only TV channel that I actually care about is the NFL Network. And NFL Red Zone is is what I tend to watch when the Rams game is not on. So if you know the Rams playing in the late game, all all the eleven o'clocks or are they tens to that? Dang, that's early. Um, all the early games, I, I usually just I, I try to just catch everything. You know what I mean? So it, it is usually a red zone situation. But for this specifically, because I use ways to watch. <laughs> to watch that stuff but with this i'm just gonna do the hulu thing because it's you know it's more secure you know it's actually you know not frowned upon by the nfl and it's also uh the stream is gonna be strong uh which you can always expect from from hulu i feel like i'm just doing like a hulu ad hulu does live sports now (laughs) was todd Gurley and his cat where's my cat i need to carl um He's out there somewhere. Uh, but yeah, Hulu and the NFL partnering up with this. Red Zone and NFL Network. I think that that's such a good combo for for Hulu and the NFL together. I think that's going to partner really well. I'm still, though, this this news, along with the Amazon extensions and these new TV deals and stuff like that, it still is surprising me that the NFL is not willing to... I don't, I don't know what the roadblocks are, but the NFL is not doing their own streaming service. I fully expect that to happen at some point, but when? I don't know. I don't know when that'll happen, so we just got to keep waiting on that one, I guess. But either way, we still have more ways to watch our beloved Rams, and that way this year we'll be on Hulu, which will be cool. Let's talk about some rule changes. We did get the announcements today of some rule changes. The biggest one, and the one that people talk about the most right now, is the number changes. So I've got the number the number situation here. And I do want to thank Giants.com for being the first one that pulled up when I did a Google search. So thank you to the Giants. Uh, but basically, quarterbacks, punters, place kickers, that those did not change. It's still 1 through 19 is, is the numbers that those people can wear. Because these are all number changes. Like, single digits are being introduced to certain positions. So defensive backs now can wear anywhere between number 1 and number 49. So we could see Jalen Ramsey in his college number, number 8. I don't know. Uh, running backs, fullbacks, tight ends, halfbacks, wide receivers, 1 through 49, so the same as the defensive backs, but also 80 through 89. That's more for wide receivers, but we could technically, according to this rule, if, you know, if say, Cam Akers wanted to change to 85, technically that is 100% allowed now. And if, if Cam Akers wanted to be 85, but Cooper Cup wants to be 2, that's allowed now. If Cooper Cup wants to be... 22 that's allowed now i just think it's gonna be weird i'm still uh i I don't i don't know if i've formed an opinion yet because i'm a little bit uh just a mild i'm just a touch of a purist and the fact that we're going to a 17 game season this season and changing the whole number thing and we just added playoff teams last year it's like okay slow down nfl geez like (laughs) i'm all for more football that's never the complaint but i need some time guys i need some time goodell all right, to like kind of register this stuff. Offensive linemen can wear anywhere from 50 to 79. That did not change. Defensive linemen, 50 to 79 and 90 through 99. So that did not change. Linebackers, though, is where we see another change. So 1 through 59. So if Micah Kaiser decides that he wants to be number 6, he, well, he's going to have to talk to Johnny Hecker first, but he could technically wear number 6. And then 90 through 99 for linebackers as well is unchanged. So 
We we're going to see changes. We're going to see some so, some moves. Uh, we know Robert Woods and Jalen Ramsey. They're already like they were talking about this before when this was just a conversation. They were like like Robert Woods immediately said he's like if 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 this rule gets passed, I'm changing to number two. He said that right away. So expect that. Expect to see Bobby Trees number two, and Jalen Ramsey. I would assume will change as well. Uh, there is one thing that is not necessarily fan-related as far as the number change goes, but I think it is worth noting that for a guy like, we'll just use Robert Woods as an example. We know that that's a guy that wants to change his number and, and is probably already having conversations about it. For Robert Woods specifically, he wants to change the number two. What he has to do is he has to buy all of the jerseys that have number 17 on them. He has to buy that out for the NFL. Obviously, he's not just going to like load up his garage with number 17 Robert Woods jerseys. But he has to pay pay the NFL for the for uh, the the labor, the, the all the the materials used, stuff like that, to 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 now that they're, they're those are going to be worthless. I mean, they'll probably be super cheap. So if you want a number seventeen Bobby Trees jersey, I'm sure you can get one on NFL shop for fifty sixty bucks here coming up soon. Uh, but either way, it's not going to be his right number anymore. And I'm I'm a weirdo like that where I always have to be like super up to date on my stuff. Like the second like. I w- I'm not even still to this day that big of a fan of the logo and stuff, but hey, it's a logo, so who cares? It's a, it's not actual impact, uh, but also I, it's new, so I had to have it. Like I'm wearing new stuff right now, <laughs> but I way prefer the old uh, the old logo. It doesn't matter really, but either way, but uh, yeah, Robert Woods is gonna have to. Uh, you know what? We'll we'll just we'll try to spread that rumor that they have to just buy them and have them. Will you guys help me with that? Will you guys help me spread the rumor that players have to buy and keep their own jerseys? So like Robert Woods is going to have like his his entire garage is going to be full of number seventeen jerseys. <laughs> yeah, we're going to spread that. All right, uh, let's see number uh, numbers. That's already uh, been talked about. Onside kick rule gets squashed. It basically, uh, we're, we're the important part to you is that the the onside kick is not going to change. the The proposal was a little bit weird, a little AAFE. Uh, but it's not going to happen this year. I do fully anticipate that coming in at some point where instead of an onside kick, you could do like a fourth and 12 or a fourth and 15, whatever it happens to be. But it's a, a big risk because if you don't get it now, you're back like you start your own 20 kind of thing. But if you don't, if you only get five yards now, they're at the 25. So they're already field goal range. I don't know. It's there's a lot of kinks to work out as far as the onside kick stuff goes. I kind of like I just kind of talked this out with my dad a little bit. Uh, was that like I, I like that it's. I like that it's difficult. I like that it's very difficult and very rare. Like, if, if every team, if you had, like, a 50-50 shot of getting the onside kick, well, A, why would you just not do it every time? Because what's the worst that could happen? You know what I mean? Like, you're either going to get the ball back or they're going to have a pretty short field. But we could go into, like, analytics as far as, you know, average points per drive on where you start those drives. And and some some could make the argument that onside kicks, doing an onside kick every single time right now already makes sense because... The average points per drive from starting at the 25 is like four point, probably less than that. Uh, the The difference from starting at like the 25 on the points per drive and starting at like the 50 on points per drive, pretty minimal. It's like point one point or something like that. So I don't know. It's there. There can be an argument made that that you should just onside kick every time because it'll work out. It'll work out for you eventually. In some games, it might bite you, but overall, over the over an extended uh, like time frame. To look to look at it, you it'll probably work out for you. I know there's high schools that do that and stuff like that, but in the NFL we don't see that yet. Uh, also, overtime in preseason done. It's done. So we don't we no longer need to see those last second two uh, like two minute or two two point conversions 
to to avoid overtime. If the game ends in a tie in preseason, it, it, at the end of the fourth quarter, it's just a tie. It's, it doesn't matter. Just move on. We're good. We're done. And we only get three preseason games anyway. Uh, they, one was taken away to add the, the 17th game to the regular season. So we already see less preseason games. Well, now we'll even see... Well, I don't know. We didn't really see overtime preseason games. If we did, I don't know if they were that big of a deal, honestly. But either way, that's done now. And uh, we'll talk about the Rams rule. Because the Rams do rule. And also, this uh, this actually was proposed by the LA Rams because of their game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady this last season. A game that the Rams did win but there was an interesting situation that unfolded during that game. So what happened was Tom Brady threw the ball. It got tipped. He caught it, threw it again. That's, you can't do that. And also the rule has been that it's a penalty, obviously, because of two forward passes, but then that penalty would be enforced at the, the spot of that second throw. And it would just, it would be the same down. So basically, the Rams rule is it's a loss of down when that second throw is uh, is is thrown. So say if it's if it's second and ten, and Brady throws it and gets the ball back, throws it again from five yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's not just going to be second and fifteen now; it's going to be third and fifteen. So you get that yardage and the loss of down. It is the Rams rule. Uh, these this rule got super bashed online. I mean, which is where things. I, that's what happens on the internet is things get bashed, so it's it's not that big of a surprise. But it's uh, this rule. Uh, people were basically calling the Rams like whiny about this rule or whatever. But I think it makes total sense. I don't understand why it wasn't a loss of down in the first place. I don't know. Either way, Rams rule, and we got that. So we'll get into some transactions here, and then uh, we'll hit the other side, and then we got we got fan cases. We got a decent number of fan cases, so we'll get into those. Let's talk about transactions real fast. First, I want to mention that uh, the Rams did waive cornerback Tyreek McGee. McGee was scheduled to serve a five-game suspension for violating the league's sub- substance abuse policy. Uh, so that's no longer going to be an issue as far as the Rams go because he's now been waived. So uh, I had mentioned that before that I, I kind of felt like him being in that situation where he was uh, getting getting the suspension was basically him saying, oh, I don't want to play for the Rams anymore. And the Rams obliged. So uh, the five-game suspension that will be served elsewhere, not with the Rams. Of course, there always is the chance that he comes back. I don't anticipate that happening, though, uh, with a five-game suspension on the books. So this is the one that I wanted to talk about, though, the most. The Rams have signed a punter, and not just any punter. They've signed Corey Bajorquez. And he has been with the Buffalo Bills, I want to say, for the past three seasons. Last year, had the highest uh, net average on punts. Johnny Hecker has dipped in that regard. Could this spell the end for Johnny Hecker? That's really the ultimate question. That's what we all want to know as far as this this signing goes. That's been the conversation. Does this impact Johnny Hecker's future as an LA Ram? I think it's possible. I think it's absolutely possible that... Bohorquez coming in could mean that Johnny Hecker, not only does he have real competition because this is a good punter coming in, the Rams have two very strong punters on the roster today, and the Rams have the deepest punter group in the NFL, <laughs> by far, but, uh, so, I mean, he, Hecker has, his averages have gone down a little bit over the past couple years, this last year was technically his worst, statistically, and also, Johnny Hecker is the highest-paid punter in the NFL by a margin. 
by like one and a half million dollars. He's the highest paid uh, punter. The Rams do save two point six million dollars to cut him now. Johnny Hecker, that is, and three point seven five million dollars to cut Hecker after with a June with a post June first designation. So if the Rams decide on June second they want to move on from Hecker, they can save three point seven five. If they do it today, two point seven is saved. I think this is real, guys. I think this is a real possibility that this this could this threatens Johnny Hecker's position on the on the roster, and I don't want to say for sure. Well, because I don't know, because Hecker is also an amazing punter. But also, I mean, keep in mind, guys, we love Hecker. Rams fans love Johnny Hecker. I'm a big Hecker fan. I liked Hecker, like, right away. I mean, he's on, like, Dude Perfect, you know, kicking 60-yard buckets with Jeezy. You know, it was just good stuff. And I don't want to see him go, but if Bajorquez could do better, then let's go Bajorquez, man. Let's go Corey. That's I, that's really how I feel, and this kind of ties back into like players come and go. The Rams are forever. We love Johnny Hecker. I don't want to see Johnny Hecker go anywhere else, but I think it's possible. And if Bohorquez can do a better job, then I don't see why not. Especially you can save money on the back end there. That does lead to something interesting though, that could happen that I really don't want to see happen, which would be Johnny Hecker going to Dallas which is where Greg Zorline is at, Coach Bones is at, and now Jake McQuaid is at. So they could really, if they get Hecker too, they just get our entire team's unit from a couple years ago. Our entire, like, Super Bowl team's unit is just in Dallas now. That's That hurts. And not only is that, like, a thing that is on my mind, because obviously if we cut Hecker, Bones is going to be like, bro, <laughs> like, come here, you know? Because also, keep in mind, the Cowboys don't have a decent punt. They've got two punters right now. Their best one's Brian Anger, who is not a very good punter. So, I don't know. I think it's possible, but does this spell the end for, for Johnny Hecker for the LA Rams? I think it's possible. I think it's very possible. I don't know how soon we'll get the answer to that question. I don't know if this is a, a pre-draft, shortly post-draft, or a preseason decision that we'll see. But I do think this is the first time that I've seen a punter be signed where it's like, oh, Hecker might be done. Hecker might be done. So I don't know. I we'll have to we'll have to check out what happens as far as that that position goes. But the Rams have the deepest punting group in the NFL, <laughs> and I guess that's something. But uh, we don't want to see Johnny Hecker leave for sure. It might happen though, guys. It really might happen. You guys heard it here first. If it does, that that I think that this is a real possibility. I had it in my notes. Ram signed punny, punter Corey Bohorquez, and in parentheses, I had low impact. I deleted that and was like, yes, actually, this might be high impact. This this actually might be a thing. This might be a thing that happens. Hecker might actually be gone. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, I'm going to get some uh, water and then... Uh, we'll come back and answer our fan cases. Like I said, got a decent amount. Some of these answers, you guys are going to hate my answers for. <laughs> I've got one that I'm pushing to next week, by the way, also. And uh, we'll talk about that one. Uh, but uh, yeah, let me get some water into my face, and then we'll be right back on the other side. And welcome back in. So let's get into our fan quesos here. We do got a decent amount. Not all of these are Rams fans, actually. That's pretty cool. I like seeing that, honestly. I like when uh, when other team fans get in. 
uh, and uh, contribute to the quesos. If you guys need the history of the quesos, ask that question. I'll answer it for you. Of why it's called quesos, at least. All right, let's start with Keith, who happens to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Will Stafford throw for 30-plus touchdowns? You know, man, I think that sounds totally reasonable. I think for Stafford to throw 30 touchdowns, I like that just makes sense to me that he would do that. And also, I mean, we had 17 games, so he needs to average, what is that, 1.8 a game or something like that? Like, I think he can do that, honestly, especially with this offense. The the way that the offense is designed, it's uh, the wide receivers that we have, you know, with Woods, Cup, Jackson, and Jefferson. I'm liking this offense. Uh, and also, I mean, you got the tight end uh, weapon with with Higby too, but uh, I, I think that 30, I think that's about right. That's where I'm kind of pegging him is about the 30 touchdown mark. So 30 plus, I don't know, but I think I, it's very real that that could happen. I don't see a reason why not. Stafford, doesn't, he's got a freaking cannon attached to his shoulder. I don't see why he wouldn't, honestly, like unless something catastrophic happens. Catastrophic, everybody drink. Uh, next one here. That's a super inside joke. I don't know if anybody's going to get that. If you do, let me know. Next one here from Gary. What direction is your gut saying the Rams go at 57? Linebacker, offensive line, or something else? My gut's telling me uh, that it'll be like a center. I don't know. It's, um, I... Landon Dickerson makes a lot of sense to me, and if he's on the board at 57, I just think that makes total sense to go with Dickerson there. I don't want to say that I'm like locking in like a mock or anything like that, but if he's available, which I don't anticipate him being available at 57, then I think that that's a way that the Rams could go. But also, I mean, there's not... We could make the argument that the Rams don't need any starters right now, that the, the Rams starting group is already set except for center where it's going to be where it looks like it's going to come down to uh Brian Allen and Coleman Shelton, but Austin Corbett might get some reps in there at some point. Uh but also, I mean, you look at linebacker, you look opposite of Leonard Floyd, looks like it's going to just be Obanaya Okoronkwo, but with like guys like Terrell Lewis kind of rotating in, people keep saying inside linebacker, which uh, the Rams can improve it inside linebacker, but Micah Kaiser, Kenny Young, I think that that's totally reasonable there. I mean, uh, Troy Reader coming in rotation-wise, I think that's fine. It's not as pressing, I guess, as some people think it is. Uh, The Rams could use another corner. We don't know what David Long's going to do, so I think that's something that could be addressed at some point in the draft. I'm not sure if they do it at 57. It it all depends on who's there, but my gut's telling me offensive line, center more specifically, so like interior offensive line. Next one here comes from Corey. Johnny Hecker? Is new punter just for competition? I don't know, man. I like, I really do. I'm believing, I'm starting to believe that this new punter was brought in, not just to compete with Johnny Hecker and like kind of just light a fire under him, but to possibly win the job. And with this team specifically, the, the Rams regime right now, they don't get very sentimental about players. And... I'm here for that, guys. Uh, you know, like seeing seeing teams hang on to guys for years who are super average just because they either a have a lot of money invested into them with a big contract, uh, they 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 were drafted there and you know fan favorite for a couple years, whatever you know. But there's there's something to be said about the, this like this team. I love the fact that they're like you're on the downfall. Get out. <laughs> like, and it doesn't even matter what the contract looks like. They're willing to eat dead money. They're willing to just like do all this stuff 
and they're willing to make these crazy headlines of like Rams cut Todd Gurley, Rams trade Brandon Cooks, Rams trade Jared Goff. They're willing to make these headlines and, and be talked about because they feel like it's a better move for their team. And that is a very real thing that could be happening at the punter position right now. Johnny Hecker, we all love Johnny Hecker. I'm a big Hecker fan. I know most of us are. I don't know any Rams fan that's like, Hecker? Eh, not really a fan. Like, I don't see... I, who says that? Everybody loves Johnny Hecker. We don't want to see him go. But the fact is, Bohorquez, I mean, he's got like a five-yard average on, on, on Hecker. In in the punting world, that's a that's a decent gap there. 45 to 50, that's a decent gap as far as your, your punts go. So the one thing that Hecker does that I that I think is is not being, I guess, even publicized, it has never been publicized as much uh, for, he's a punter, the way that he's able to control his punts, the way that he drops them, you know, the, the, the techniques that he's using are so, like, advanced. He's got, like, what is it, like, eight or nine different types of punts that Johnny Hecker does depending on the situation. He's got somewhere he's just trying to get hang time. He just wants that thing to sit up there as long as possible. He's got ones where he wants it to bounce and go straight up. He's got ones that he wants them to bounce and go out. So, I don't know. Hecker is... It, it's more than averages. It's more than averages at the punter position, but if Bohork doesn't get done... And he also, Bohork has one of like the sickest coffin corner punts I've ever seen. He got it like the one-inch line. It was amazing. Hell of a punt. But also, I mean, we've seen some incredible things from Hecker. And one thing that also makes me a little sad about this news is the fact that with our new special teams coordinator, something that we didn't see after Bones left, was the fakes. We got the fakes back. At least that's what Joe D, our new special teams coordinator, he's at least saying that the fakes are going to be back. And Hecker is a guy that could do the fakes. Is Bohorquez? I don't know. I don't I don't think I've ever seen him do a fake. Next one here comes from Josh. Do you see us making a move to get inside the top 32 in the draft? No, I don't. Uh, I don't I don't see a reason to. Uh, with the the reason though is, is specifically with the Rams roster today. I I don't, I just mentioned it that that we don't really have any glaring needs where it's where we're looking at the roster saying like if they don't address this in the draft, there's no hope for the playoffs. Or if they don't address this in the draft, they're not this is not a competitive team. Like we have to get somebody here, we have to improve this spot here, otherwise we're not gonna be a very good football team. That doesn't exist on the roster today. There that does exist on other rosters. Most of the time pre draft that exists on other rosters. Not necessarily here. You can point to the center position, you can point to the linebacker position, you can point to depth at corner because Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams are gonna be your starters, but behind that the depth is where the issue is. To move up into the into the top 32, though, to come into the first round, it's going to cost too much, in my opinion, to, to, to do that, to get one player that may or may not even actually play this year. This looks like a depth draft. We got six picks as it stands right now. I do think that that ends up being eight. But we sit at six picks right now, and those are mostly going to be guys for depth, guys that we, we bring in just to have them kind of learn and be groomed to maybe we'll see them in 2022, 2023. Maybe. But this is not a, a draft where it's like, okay, we can't screw this up, guys. We cannot screw this up. This is one of those drafts where it's like, hey, let's get some good guys. Let's 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 get some guys that maybe it'll be starters in two years. And uh, let's progress some guys. But no, I, I, I see no way that the Rams go into the 32. Just uh, keep on banking on that, man. Just keep on banking on uh, day one of the NFL draft being a pretty relaxing night for Rams fans. I don't hate it. Cody, um, there's one of your questions. I'm not going to answer, Cody. <laughs> we'll talk about it, though, because I'll do it next week. Uh, Cody's first one. 
We aren't losing Hecker, are we? It's very possible. I, I would say right now, if I had to put percentages on everything, I would say that we're at like a 65-35 kind of situation. Uh, 65 being Hecker remains the Rams punter, and that that 35 that, that we would maybe move on to Bohorkas. But that could be, I could be way off on that. It could be a lot higher up for Bohorkas. Next one here from Cody. Seen multiple Rams fans say Hecker had, Hecker had a bad year. As soon as this news broke, I, oh, oh, I I read that wrong. Sorry. Seen multiple Rams fans say a hecker had a bad year as soon as this news broke. I disagree. He got the Tampa Bay game ball. Yes, he did. Good call. As well as why does every Rams fan jump on? They suck. They're just a bunch of, a ton of Fairweather fans now. And that's what I'm seeing. You know, I don't think I'm allowed to comment on that, really, because you know I'm 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 a guy who will will talk uh, very positively about about people when they're here. Uh, like even if you guys know the whole Todd Gurley knee situation, I was not willing to really say that I thought that his knee was a was a problem, and because we didn't know, and I'm not going to sit here and say things that are that I cannot confirm or that I don't know for sure. I'm I'm never going to lie to you guys, so. Or just make stuff up just to get clicks. And there's other shows that do that. I, I, I refuse to be part of that. But uh, one, of, one of the things that that I think happens here is... I, I think what happens in, in the brains of Rams fans is is we, we see we got a punter. And I think that triggers a lot of things. I think it's like the game Mousetrap. Where, that's a weird example. But uh, where like something happens and you know, a bunch of other things happen. So like first, step one... Bohorquez gets signed. Step two is, well, but what about Johnny Hecker? Step three is NFL.com stats. Let's look at some stats here. Step four is seeing that his averages have gone down the last three years and the Bohorquez has a five yards per, uh, per punt average higher than Hecker. And then the next step, whatever step we're on, is basically like, oh crap, Hecker might suck. This guy might be better. And then they, the the last step is posting that on social media. That's how it works. And I, I, I've been on that other side of it where it's like, oh, we signed this guy. What about this guy? We already have him. Oh, let's look at his stuff. Oh, he's not very good. Is this guy maybe better? Oh, man, screw this guy. Get him out of here. So that's a real thing that happens. Um, uh, The thought process, I totally understand the thought process, but I'm with you. It's um, I don't know if I, I would say it's fair weather fans, but when options are presented to you, you tend to look at your current situation and examine it. So I know for myself and my current job, I won't get into it, of course, but I'll see a house and maybe it's a pretty sweet house. <laughs> and then it always makes me look at my apartment. Like I love my apartment. I don't have any problems with my apartment, but then I'll like kind of be thinking about it. It's like, Oh man, I don't know. But that I had a basement. Um, I liked this. That would have been, that would be a sweet spot for a studio setup. I could put the sheriff station in there. Oh, I really like this kitchen. Oh, you know, do, does my apartment suck? Like, you know, and I think that that's kind of the thought process. So and it, it, it can happen in relationships. I mean, it can happen with your living situation. It can happen with jobs, jobs and living situations where I see it the most uh, because I'm bad at relationships. But <laughs> also it's like when you see it, like when somebody says like, hey, 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 man, we're hiring over here. And you, these are this is the salary. These are the benefits. You get a company vehicle stuff. And then I start looking at my job like, wait a second. I don't get that. That's not I make less than that at my job. 
I don't have those kind of benefits. I don't get a company vehicle. Does my job kind of suck? And I think that's exactly what's happening here with the punter situation. Next one from Cody. When are we going to move Hecker to quarterback or outside linebacker? He is a stud. Let's just let's just have Hecker replace Aaron Donald. Let's have them swap. How about that? We'll just <laughs> we'll swap Aaron Donald and Johnny Hecker's positions, and then just go with it. Uh, next one here from Cody. If we lose Matt Gay, what do we got? Uh, what what do we got to do uh, to entice management to come in uh, as a? Whoa! Uh, sorry, I'm. I have a hard time reading sometimes. Uh, to entice management to come in as our kicker guy is electric with a cannon on his right leg. Yeah, dude, I like Matt Gay. Um, I don't see a reason why we would let him go, honestly. There's no reason for him to leave. I, I think he's under contract for, I want to say, at least this season. Uh, and then I'm sure he'll get extended. Uh, with If he's able to do what he did last year where he he came in and he sucked for like two games, but then he was okay. Like It was to the point where I was like, I like sitting in my, my, my friend's garage like, if this guy misses another freaking kick, <laughs> like, or if we have any more Rams kickers miss these kicks, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, we went from Jeezy to, like, just an absolute disaster of a kicking situation. And I think we got a little greedy with Jeezy a little bit, because it was like, I mean, he was mostly automatic. There was, like, it was very rare to see him miss. Like, him missing that kick in 2019 in Week 4 against the Seahawks, that was, like, one where it was like, wait, he missed? Like, it, it was, like, a weird situation. Like, he didn't hit it? Like, I remember that. It was such a weird thing, especially coming off of, I guess, the NFC Championship game into that season, which is like, he's the most clutch guy of all time. He is a clutch, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> either way. Um, yeah, I don't see, either, to answer your question, though, I don't see any reason why we would let Mac Gay go. Next one from Cody. Why don't we see more Rams fans doing media dates, talk shows? More Rams do it. Oh, um, I think we see plenty. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Like Andrew Whitworth is on the herd all the time. I've seen Robert Woods. He was just on Eisen. McVay's on Eisen all the time. Uh, Donald was in the media for not awesome things recently. But who else is is usually there? Uh, there's. I'm trying to think. There's one other player that that's. Always being talked to. Uh, but, I mean, Mc, McVay, Stafford's been doing a lot of things. Woods does things. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what more you want to see. I, I think we get plenty of Rams coverage, honestly. Next one is, why don't the Rams get as much love as other teams? Is it because we're in L.A.? This one I, is confusing to me, man, because I think the Rams get plenty of love. And this is coming from a dude who lives in Colorado with the Denver Broncos just up the road that way um the i there i mean it's like an hour and a half drive north from me from where i'm at today which is going to be changing uh so they're 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 right here but the broncos are one of those teams that like their fans are insane like they're they're hardcore fans like the last time seeing like that stadium last year when they let people into it finally near the end of the season like my buddy went to the to the dolphins game up in denver and he even mentioned it. He was like, the fact that it was so spread out and that there were so few people there was weird because that stadium sells out all the time. So they're insane. But even as a guy from Colorado, living here, not far away from a team that people get absolutely insane about, the Denver Broncos, I think the Rams get a decent amount of coverage, actually, as a guy out here. So I see local stuff. I don't know. It, it used to be like, I used to be a novelty 
being a Rams fan in Colorado where <laughs> people would see me and be like, Rams, what? Like, my best friend's a, a Jaguars fan, and uh, she, she gets that now. Like, it's that's her comments today, but it used to be mine. It used to be both of us, actually. But it used to be, yeah, like Rams fan. People would see me and be like, Rams fan? Like, I don't know if I know a Rams fan. It's like, well, here I am. We're 1-15, in 15, going strong, you know? <laughs> but now, uh, being in L.A. and winning more games and going to the playoffs and stuff all the time, it's it's changed. I think that we get plenty of love, honestly. But there's also, I mean, keep in mind, there's there's 32 teams in the biggest league in the world, and also we're look we're looking at a pretty competitive market as far as just LA goes. Uh, you get two teams for every pro sport: two NFL, two MLB, two NHL, two NBA. I almost forgot the NBA. I don't watch NBA. I almost forget it exists sometimes. All right, this next question here, Cody. This is the one I'm not going to answer for you tonight, um, and that's be- simply because you asked this while I was at work. Had zero time to prepare for this one, and uh, I don't want to just kind of come up with stuff off the cuff for this question, but this is something that we can tie in, and uh, maybe we'll make this like the Cody like segment or something, where the, the question is, top five Rams trades of all time, and I just was not in a position today to actually do any kind of research. And also, we got to see how this Stafford Goff one plays out, but, and also... The Redskins, they were the Redskins at the time, so don't attack me. The the Redskins and Rams trade for that number two pick, the RG3 trade, overall didn't exactly work out for the Rams. So that one, I mean, that one is probably what comes to people's mind. I'm not there. So uh, let me do some research on that one, man, and let me answer that one next week. Uh, actually, let me, uh, let me take a screenshot here. Boom. So that I can uh, make sure that I can... I can get that one answered for you next week. And then, like I said, maybe we'll just, maybe we'll make a top five segment. It'll be like the Cody segment. All right. Possibly. Because I'm bad at lists. If there's anything I hate, it's lists. Uh, also lists. I, all I say lists. Dumb joke. All right. Next from Cody. When we, when we bring in the next Kurt Warner, Austin Davis back. Man, Davis, I liked Austin Davis. I liked his competitiveness. I liked his passion. It's just really unfortunate that that didn't also tie in with, like, talent. Because <laughs> if you put that kind of competitiveness and that fire into somebody who's got an absolute cannon, that person's unstoppable. You know what I mean? It's like, it really is. Like, Aaron Donald is not necessarily physically more gifted than some other players. Most, yeah, he's super competitive. Like, he's super athletic and stuff. There are NFL players that have existed that can do the things physically that Aaron Donald can't. His brain, though, is different to where he works out more and he's probably stronger. Like, these guys could get as strong as Aaron Donald if they had the drive like Aaron Donald does. You put that kind of drive into a guy like Austin Davis, well, that was already there. You put the talent into Austin Davis also. That guy's unstoppable because what Aaron Donald has is not only is he an athletic messiah, but he is also... Uh, he's so smart as a player. He knows what he's doing with his hands. He stole his little hop step from Robert Quinn. You know, stuff like that is uh, he's such a smart player. So uh, you add in those brains also into Austin Davis, and that kid is unstoppable. But I loved his his fire. I loved his competitiveness. And, you know, I, I, was, <laughs> I, wanted, to, I wanted to keep seeing him play, honestly. I had a good time watching, watching Austin Davis uh, be quarterback for the Rams. I had, I had fun with it. Next one from Cody. Do we bring in another running back? 
Ah, uh, you know, I don't think so. Actually, I think that uh, I think that Acres, Hendo, and Campbell. I think those are going to be the guys. So I, I wouldn't. I actually don't think we would bring in a running back. Next one from Cody. Thoughts on Acres and Hendo as our main feature backs? Are they playoff caliber running backs? Every single team in the NFL has two playoff caliber running backs, man. Uh, it's it, those are ours. The Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson are our playoff caliber running backs. Every team's got at least two. That's why they're not getting paid, and that's why the ones that do get paid, teams are like, "Oh crap, we shouldn't pay this guy. <laughs> Let's get him out of here." So, yeah, I think those guys are fine uh, to to split. Akers and Hendo, I think is going to be absolutely fine for the Rams. I don't see any issues that we'll have with that. Obviously, you want a guy like Steven Jackson. You want a guy like Marshall Falk, but I mean, those guys don't happen very often. And we're kind of, kind of in an era of the NFL right now where even the top-tier talent guys are top-tier talent guys for, what, three years at running back? And then they're kind of done. You do have the anomalies. I Derrick Henry is not human. He is the Aaron Donald, like running back version of Aaron Donald. And then uh, you got like Christian McCaffrey, but he's also kind of like he got that huge deal, but he's really good. But is he that good? I don't know. He's obviously super talented, but and then like Camara stuff like that. There are guys out there, but for the most part, your guys are Aaron Jones and Cam Akers and. Uh, uh, forgetting every running back ever, like Chris Carson and, and, and Andre Ellington. And these are just names that are popping into my head. Carlos Hyde, guys that are really good, but are not superstars. They're not hall of fame guys. They're not, you know, on their way to Canton or anything. So they're, they're very talented players, but that's it. I mean, that's, that's what running backs are today is very talented players who are extremely knowledgeable. They're smart. They're athletic as heck. And they see the holes. But everybody does that. That's just what running backs are today. Every running back is so amazing. And I think a big part of that is is growing up. I think running back, it was like for people that are coming into the NFL today and, and have been for the past five, six, seven years is running back was the cool position to play growing up. You know, if you weren't a quarterback, you were a running back. And that was the cool spot to play. So I think that that's kind of what we're seeing is that there's so many like so many talented players, especially in high school, if you're. If you're an athletic specimen in high school, you're your team's running back. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're either the quarterback or the running back because that's just where you're scoring points. And so I think that kind of just carries on. And that's why everybody's a good running back. Everybody in the NFL, they're a super good running back. They're amazing. They are probably studs in high school, racking up 4K seasons in, you know, 50 touchdowns. <laughs> but that's just that's just what running backs are. And last one here from Cody. Opinion on Wolford. Should we consider grooming somebody else behind Stafford through the draft? No, there's no reason to, man. Uh, backup quarterback is not as important as a position as far as on-field stuff goes, is I think some people think. And for the Wolf, Au, uh, specifically, I think that uh, I, I think him coming from the McVay offense last year, I think he's a benefit to Stafford. And... You bring in another guy, now Stafford and new guy are both learning an offense. So for this season, at least, I would say uh, keep keep the Wolf, man. Um, but also, I think the Wolf is a fine backup. I don't see any reason to move on from him. You know, like it doesn't make any sense to me that you'd be like, like to, to like search to move on from from the Wolf. I think he does fine. Uh, he, he did a fine job in, in week 17 against the Arizona Cardinals. He started... He started okay against the Seahawks before he got hurt. 
in the playoffs. But, you know, as far as a backup goes, that's all you need. You need a guy who can come in and, and throw 172 yards and just not screw it up, you know? And that's what the Wolf brings. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm cool with the Wolf. Cool with the Wolf. That's probably like a Tom Petty song, right? I don't know. All right. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it for... Uh... That's funny. You guys are going to know about that. Ugh, we got cool... We have so many cool things happening, guys. I'm not allowed to talk about any of it. <laughs> I've got so many cool things happening right now. I got messages coming in as I'm like reading, as I'm like doing this stuff of like some really cool things that I'm about to do. And then this summer should be... The summer of Joe, really, is what we're looking at. It's, I'm super excited. And, uh, yeah, we, we got some cool stuff going on. I'm not going to talk about That's all I'm going to say. Otherwise, I'm going to start leaking stuff, and I don't need to do that. Uh, but make sure you guys participate in our Pick the Pick giveaway with Shaw's Customs, who is the sponsor of the Fan Queso segment. If you guys are listening to me, make sure you guys just follow the link wherever you're listening. Look in the description of whatever you're listening to and click that link. Yep. Uh, it's it's got to be coming to an end now. I mean, it, we're getting real close. I don't know exactly when it ends, but there was a 25% off deal for Ram Showcase listeners. If you guys haven't hopped on that yet, then yeah, you guys are going to need to participate in Pick the Pick. Pick the pick, and then you guys can get a Ram Showcase decal, a couple Ram Showcase towels. We'll throw in some other stuff, too. I don't maybe, I, I don't know. Do I have some stuff that I could give? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't even think. Most, this stuff means a lot to me, guys. I don't know if you guys would care about it at all. I mean, it's Ram stuff, so probably some guys at least care about it a little bit. But, like, all of this stuff has a story. Every single one of these items back here in my backdrop has a story to it of how I got it or who I got it from or whatever. They all got stories. So it's not just Ram stuff to me back here. It's it, it's it's meaningful stuff that I, you know, there's football down here signed by Will Witherspoon and Roger Saffold. Who has that? You know what I mean? That's that's a that's a, a Sheriff Joe Beck specific Sheriff Joe Beck jersey. I don't know why anybody would want one of those. <laughs> that's very me specific. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys participate pick pick. We'll do that. We'll throw in something for you guys. I don't know what else. I'll find something good. We'll find something good. Not my Jeezy jersey. I'm looking at you, Tyler. Stop asking. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, doing it. And we'll also do, if you guys can pr- correctly predict the Rams' first game, week one, who that opponent is and where that game is going to be at, you guys can also uh, win a giveaway that way. Josh does not know about this yet. So maybe he's learning about it with you guys. Maybe he's watching and he's like, oh, I guess we're doing a giveaway. <laughs> Appreciate you, Josh. You're the man. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. You can try to keep it real simple for you guys. Send me messages. You can ask, you can drop your quesos. You can just say what's up. I may or may not get back to I'm a terrible responder. I promise I do my best. That's an absolute lie. I do not do my best. My best would be responding to everybody. Um, but that's not what happens. Oh, well. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This is Ben Ram Showcase on Sports World Radio. For those of you who are Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.